the liturgical sense of the readings at Mass. For the readings of the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A, we will continue with another selection from the prophet Isaiah, 1 Corinthians, and begin our journey through the Gospel of Matthew. Today's first reading from Isaiah chapter 8 verse 23 through chapter 9 verse 3 is probably the concluding section of Isaiah's Emmanuel virgin birth oracle in which a successor to King Ahaz was promised. Here, the prophet narrates the events surrounding the arrival of Emmanuel. The text begins, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali points to the fact that God had allowed the kingdom of Assyria to subjugate the Israelites into anguish, gloom, and darkness is then juxtaposed at the end of today's reading concerning the day recorded in the book of Judges chapter 7 when God had delivered Midian and all the camp into his power and Gideon and his men had won victory over their foe. The Gospel of Matthew, ever ready to point to Jesus of Nazareth as being the one who the prophets foretold was coming, records in our Gospel reading today in chapter 4 verses 12 through 23 that when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in the land of Capernaum by the sea, in a region of Zebulon and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee, of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in the land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The early readers of this text would have understood the connection here between these two readings. That's, if Jesus is Emmanuel, and we are now living in a day of the new Median, where God delivered his people from the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster, then this call to repentance and the kingdom of heaven coming must be somehow connected to warfare. More context about this delivery would be added in Matthew, such as in chapter 11, verses 29 to 30, when Jesus replaces the yoke of Assyria with his saying, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. In our post-Christian and post-truth world today, everyone wants to follow something other than the Lord our God. They want us to follow the latest diet trends, the latest fashion trends, the latest news story, 
the latest episode of some television or streaming network series, the latest comment of some billionaire politician, and even the church, that we are asked to follow the latest evangelization program or the most trendiest celebrity priest. The world is always craving for what is new rather than crave for him who came to renew the world. Such was the case in the church at Corinth that the readings from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 10 through 13 and verse 17 narrate today. It was reported to the apostle Paul that a spirit of factions and divisiveness had grown in the church there. For it has been reported to me about you, my brothers and sisters, by Chloe's people, that there are rivalries among you. I mean, that each of you saying, I belong to Paul, I belong to Apollos, I belong to Kepa, or I belong to Christ. What the people seem to be dealing with here are personality cults, perhaps based upon personal preferences and teaching methods or how Peter and Paul related to them personally. Perhaps Peter related better to those who were traditionally Jewish. Apollo preached perhaps more eloquently. And maybe Paul related better to those who did not need the nuance and fancy words, just basic cut and dry Christian teaching. We don't know for certain what was the source of these factions, but what is clear is that these were the latest trends in people's minds to which St. Paul found cause to address in the opening section of his letter to them, saying, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with the wisdom of human eloquence, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of his meaning. If the gospel of Matthew chapter and verse were in everyone's hand at that time, the apostle Paul might have just pointed to chapter 4 verses 12 through 17 from our gospel reading today to teach us. We are only bound to respond to the call of Christ Jesus because he is the only one who calls us to our eternal purpose and eternal destination. We are called to only follow Christ Jesus because he is the only one who can lead us to our true home. The apostle Paul might have also pointed to the book of Ecclesiastes and reminded us that responding to the call of anyone other than Christ or following anyone other than Christ is mere vanity. Together, the readings today point to the most obvious thing about the Divine Symphony which many Catholics may not always consider, that the act of entering the sacred space itself is the intentional decision one makes to come out of the darkness of the world and into the light of Christ, only then to be sent back into the dark world, but now with the light of Christ, the Holy Eucharist living in them so that they might be the light of Christ in the world. 
It is only the true faith, the church established by God himself, that offers us this great blessing and gift almost every day of the year. And for this reason, Christ Jesus is the only man born of woman who is worthy for us to follow. This is just one way how the readings at Mass this Sunday connect to the liturgy and how the liturgy is forming us how to live our lives in the world. Be in the world which you have received through the liturgy. I am David L. Gray. Visit me online at davidlgray.info for more content and context about the liturgical sense of the scriptures.